بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد In this Ali lesson we continue with the book the six events uh, from the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Now a quick reminder Ali regarding last lesson that we discussed the fourth event which was regarding the affair of Abu Talib the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that event mentioned and regarding Abu Talib that he was always in defense of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he defended him he protected him he aided him with his status, his influence, and he actually saw the truth of Al-Islam. And he knew the truth of Al-Islam. He agreed to Tawheed, he agreed to the message of Al-Islam. But he did not enter into the fold of Al-Islam because for him he feared that that meant that by doing so, he would be disgracing his forefathers, disgracing his father and their religion. Because the religion of his forefathers, and in meaning Abdul Muttalib, uh, etc., that they were upon shirk, they were upon the worship of idols. So, therefore, having ta'assub, this partisanship for his. Uh, the, for the way of his forefathers and try and protect their honor etc etc he did not enter into the fold of al-islam and the last thing that he said on his deathbed was that he was upon the religion of abdul muttalib his father so therefore even if he understood the message of al-islam he agreed to the message of al-islam okay he belittled the religion of the Mushrikeen that they are basically uh, foolish to worship other than Allah but he did not enter into the fall of, of Islam and he died a disbeliever he died a disbeliever and he would be and he will be placed in the hellfire on the day of judgment and his punishment will be less severe than that of other disbelievers because he aided the truth. He aided the Prophet So therefore, merely seeing good in Al-Islam and knowing that it is truth does not enter a person into Al-Islam. It is a must for a person to say the shahada enter into al-islam and act according to the regulations of al-islam and free themselves from the religion of the mushrikeen from the uh, religion of the idol worshippers that is what will benef benefit a person only on the day of judgment but if a person just knows islam is true is correct but they in their hearts they do not want to accept it and live by it for such 
reasons as Abu Talib or other than that. Therefore, that does not really benefit them even if they were to spend all of their wealth, all of their lives in the defense of Al-Islam. Now the sixth event, as the author mentions, is regarding Qiswatul Hijrah. The event of the Hijrah, meaning the Hijrah to Al-Madinah. Now, according to the author, the fifth event, okay, the fifth event, the event before last, the fifth event is regarding Qiswatul Hijrah, the event of the migration of the Prophet and his companions to Al Madinah. Okay, so this event is taken from that. The Sheikh says, وَفِيهَا مِنَ الْفَوَائِدِ وَالْعِبَرِ مَا لَا يَعْرِفُهُ أَكْثَرُ مَنْ قَرَأَهَا In it, in the event of the Hijrah, in it there are many benefits, there are many lessons to learn. Many lessons and many benefits which most people who read about it, they do not understand. They do not comprehend any of these benefits. So a lot of the people who read, and in this event of the Hijrah, a lot of the things they just read for the sake of knowing what happened. But they do not take these benefits any from them. And these lessons. So the author says, but muraduna, but our intent here, mas'alatun min masailiha, an issue, an affair from its affairs. So he says, here in this event, we are taking only one affair from all of the lessons and all from the uh, from all of the lessons and benefits that can be taken from the Hijrah of the Prophet So we are only going to focus on one particular thing from all of those benefits and lessons. He says, and that is that from the companions of the Prophet وسلم, there were those who did not migrate with him. There were those who did not migrate along with him. And they did not have any doubt in the religion. Meaning the reason that they, they did not migrate, the reason, the reason they did not migrate was not because they had doubt into Al-Islam, so therefore they just thought they'll stay behind. Not because, likewise the Sheikh says, not because they saw truth in the religion of the Mushrikeen. Not because of these two reasons. But, and instead they did not travel, they did not migrate with the Prophet to al Madinah because they loved their family who was in Mecca. They loved their wealth that they had in Mecca, their property, which they wanted to keep and preserve. Because if they migrate with the Prophet, with the Prophet وسلم, they will lose it. The Mushrikeen are going to take it over. They're going to lose all the wealth they have, all the property they have. And they do not want to leave behind their loved ones likewise. 
those who did not become Muslim for example or those and who were with the Mushrikeen they did not become Muslim well Watan and likewise they loved Makkah they loved the place that they inhabited and resided so therefore these three things love for their family that would remain in Makkah love for their wealth in Makkah love for the place that they inhabited and in Makkah they did not migrate with the Prophet they did not have any doubt they had certainty into Islam and they had certainty that the deen of the Mushrikeen the religion of the Mushrikeen was false was incorrect so they remained behind to preserve what they wanted to preserve from wealth family and the place they inhabited so when the mushrikeen when the polytheists they went out to attack the muslims and from that the battle of uh, badr occurred here from the famous and the battle of badr so they and those companions who remained back in Makkah they of course left and traveled with them in this battle Karihin, with hate and dislike in their hearts because they did not want to go into battle with the, uh, the Muslimin their Muslim brothers they did not want to go and fight the Muslims they only wanted to stay in Makkah to preserve and to protect and to safeguard the things that they wanted to safeguard but and they had to they had to and he travel and go with the mushrikeen when they went out to fight the uh, the muslims in the battle of badr some of them they were killed okay with arrows etc etc okay they were killed in the battle and the Muslims on the other side from Al Medina, they did not know that those Muslims were amongst the Mushrikeen. They did not know that those Muslims okay, exited Mecca and traveled with the Mushrikeen to come and fight them. So, and from the battle, okay, there was exchange of arrows. And those arrows happened to hit some of those Muslims. Who were within the ranks of the polytheist and some of them died some of them died so when the companions the sahaba was in al-medina when they heard that from those who have died in battle was Fulan, was so and so, it was so and so, which they knew they were Muslims. They, were, they did not know they were there. When they heard that, then they felt a difficulty in that in themselves. They felt that was a calamity, that was a difficult situation. 
they did understand okay they did not basically take it likely he affected them and they said we have killed some of our brothers okay we have killed some of our brothers so Allah Azza wa Jal revealed Allah Azza wa says indeed those whom the angels take at the time of death that they wronged themselves that they wronged themselves the Sheikh says until the end of the, the, the ayah, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا And Allah is oft forgiven, oft forgiven and most merciful. So here, uh, this verse was revealed and regarding any those who died in the battle of uh, Badr. The Muslims who died when they were in the ranks of the Mushrikeen. Which we will explain, inshallah, as you mentioned, Sheikh uh, Fawzan's explanation regarding that. The Sheikh says, فَمَنْ تَأَمَّلَ قِصَّتَهُمْ وَتَأَمَّلَ قَوْلَ الصَّحَابَةِ So whosoever reflects and ponders in their situation, in this story, and the, the saying of the companions, that they said, we have uh, killed okay, some of our brothers. عَلِمَ أَنَّهُ لو بلغهم عنهم كلام في الدين أو كلام في تزيين دين المشركين لم يقولوا قتلنا إخواننا. So whoever ponders into this, yeah, the saying the the saying of the the Sahabas, the saying of the Sahabas when in Medina, and regarding the Muslims who died, those who were in the ranks of the Mushrikeen, then you come to know that if those companions in Medina, if it had reached them that those who had stayed behind in Mecca, that they left, exited Al-Islam, or they said something which in which there was praise of the deen of the Mushrikeen, therefore they would not have said, Qatalna ikhwanana. They would not have said that we have killed some of our brothers. Because they said, our brothers. And our brothers in Al-Islam. So therefore they had firm belief that those who died, whom they know entered into Al-Islam previously, they had knowledge that they were Muslims. And nothing had reached them that they had exited Islam. Nothing reached them that those, compan those uh, companions in Mecca, that they had actually... Uh, praise the deen of the mushrikeen and they raising the deen of the mushrikeen and showing favor of the deen of the mushrikeen so if that had reached them then they would not have said we killed some of our brothers the sheikh the author continues but indeed uh, Allah because indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal has clarified for them. Okay, all of the Muslims, when they were in Mecca, clarified for them whilst they were in Mecca, before the Hijrah, before the migration to al Medina, that that is kufr. Okay, meaning that if a person were to praise the deen of the Mushrikeen and what they are upon from shirk, etc., etc., that that is kufr. So the companions, they knew this. 
They knew the rulings regarding that. They knew what would exit a person from Islam. So that would be kufr after iman. That would be disbelief after belief. And they knew this by the ayah where Allah Jalla says, "Man kafara billahi min ba'di imanihi illa man ukriha wa qalbuhu mutma'innun bil iman." Uh, whosoever disbelieves in Allah after they had believed, after they've had iman, except those who were compelled okay, and forced whilst their heart was firm with iman. Okay, so this verse it excludes any those who, if they were forced to say something against al-islam whilst actually in their hearts they were firm believers still in al-islam so therefore they will not fall into kufr therefore they will not fall any into kufr and more profound in this what will clarify this further is what has proceeded regarding the speech of allah azza wa jal regarding them regarding those Muslims who died in the battle of Badr whilst they were within the ranks of the Mushrikeen. For indeed the angels said to them, Fima kuntum. Fima kuntum meaning what was your situation? What was your situation? What was your situation? What was the place that you were in? Falam yaqulu kayfa tasdiqukum. And the angels did not ask them, how is your belief? How do you, how do you actually believe in Al-Islam? Did not test their Iman. Okay? Did not put their Iman into question. Any of those who died? The angels did not put their Iman into question. Did not test them regarding their Iman. But rather, ask them regarding their situation. What situation were you in? What was the situation in the land that you were in? They said that we were weak and oppressed in the land. Meaning we were weak and, opp and oppressed in the land. That's why we did not migrate with the Prophet So in this verse, it showed that they were still considered to be Muslims. They were Muslims. Okay? Their iman was not put into question, but their action okay, was put into question only from the angels. So the angels did not reply to them and said that you have lied. Okay, you have lied or you have disbelieved. They did not say that only to them. Okay, as we see only regarding the narrations that mention the Mujahid, and the person who goes out to fight in the cause of Allah, and the one who died, and then uh, on the day of judgment, it will be said to him, Why, what did you do? He said that I fought in the path of Allah, and it will be said to him, Get up, you lied. But instead, you fought so that the people will say that you are courageous, that you are strong. So, yeah. And that person likewise who learned knowledge, not for the purpose of learning and implementing, so that people who say that he's an alim, he's an alim, 
Or the person who gives in charity. Not because he wants to do good and earn reward. Okay? So that people say he is generous. Okay? He is kind. So in this narration, it shows that that was put into question there. How, uh, what truth they were, they were saying. So the angels, okay, when his companions were questioned on the point of death, Okay, their iman was not questioned, their belief in Islam was not questioned, but okay, their action, their state was put into question. So the angels then replied to them, Who said to them, Was it not that the earth, the land, the earth of Allah, was wide, it was widespread, it expanded, it's, it's wide, and you were able to migrate from it, or you were able to migrate to another location. And this, uh, the Sheikh says, this is clarified any further with the verse which comes after it, in which Allah لا يستطيعون حيلة ولا يهتدون سبيلا except and those who are weak and oppressed from the men and the women uh, and they were not and in the young and that they were not able to form a plan to migrate nor were they able to direct themselves and away so there was this and the exception here so this proves that the author mentions that uh, those who are truly weak, truly weak and truly oppressed that they cannot migrate to a better place for the practicing of their religion, that they were excluded from that threat that was mentioned in the verse, which we will inshallah and discuss the whole verse with the ta'ala. So therefore, they were excluded from this threat. So therefore, now, there is no doubt that is left behind. Okay? There is no doubt that is left behind. And the Sheikh says, oh, and of course, only those who do not seek knowledge about this, then they are not like those who actually have sought knowledge regarding only this affair, this event. That they are, and he said, those who don't have knowledge are ignorant about this, then they are summun bukmun umyun fahum la yarji'un. And they are deaf, mute and blind. So they do not and they return back. So the Sheikh says, فَمَنْ فَهِمَ هَذَا الْمَوْضِعِ So whosoever understands this event and that which comes before it and regarding the fourth event, the story of Abu Talib, فَهِمَ كَلَامَ الْحَسَنَ الْبَصْرِ then they would understand clearly the statement of Al-Hassan al-Basri. He said, Al-Hassan al-Basri, he said, لَيْسَ الْإِيمَانِ بِالتَّحَلِّي وَلَا بِالتَّمَنِّي وَلَكِنْ مَا وَقَرَ فِي الْقُلُوبِ وَصَدَقَتُهُ الْعَمَالِ Al-Hassan al-Basri said that Iman is not really by claiming, merely claiming and hoping and desiring it. But instead, Iman is that which 
firmly sinks in the hearts and the actions testify only to it. That is because Allah says, to him ascends the goodly words meaning to him to Allah ascends the goodly words and the righteous deeds they raise it okay or they raise along with it so this is what the author has and he mentioned and he regarding this event and like uh, and of course it requires and he some more explanation and he some more detail to understand exactly uh, the intent and the, of the author here so Sheikh Salah al-Fawzan and he starts in this explanation <coughs> and he firstly explains the word hijra what does it mean and he says linguistically hijra is taken from the word al-hajr which means to leave something behind okay, to go away from something and the idols therefore and he stay away from them so he said here he says here that from the meaning of hijrah is to leave something okay to leave it behind to go away uh, from it like for example in the hadith Al-Muhajir Man Hajara Ma Nahallahu Anhu The Muhajir The one who truly emigrates Is the one who Hajara okay, Is the one who has migrated From that which Allah Azza wa Jal has prohibited So meaning the one has, who has left okay, He has left That which Allah Azza wa Jal has Prohibited. For example, a person who and he lives behind uh, the people of disobedience, he goes away from them. Or a person moves away from the mushrikeen. Uh, yeah, so he leaves them, and he has no love, basically, and he for them. As for the meaning of hijra in the religion. Therefore, that means the Sheikh says to and to move to the land to to move away from the land of shirk, okay, to move away from the land of shirk to the land of Al Islam, for the purpose and the reason of practicing the religion freely. Therefore, the reason and the purpose of practicing only the religion freely. So this is what hijrah means: to leave and to go away. From the land of Shirk to the land of Al-Islam for the purpose of freely practicing one's religion. And this is the Shaykh says the meaning of Hijrah and the religious and meaning. And he said the Hijrah and regarding the Hijrah, the Hijrah has great virtues. And it has been mentioned along with Iman and Jihad fi sabilillah. And in the verse where Allah Azzawajal says, and those who believed, then they performed the hijrah and wajahadu. And they strove in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he says that this verse is from the evidences which indicate 
the great status and the great position and the virtue of Hijrah, performing Hijrah. The Sheikh says that Hijrah is or remains open until the last day, until the hour is established. So Hijrah is not something which has, or which has ended by the Hijrah with the Hijrah of the Prophet other than that. Or not because of this, uh, the current situation in the world. But instead, Hijrah is still open till and the hour is established. So whosoever is unable to openly practice their religion in the land of the Mushrikeen, then it is compulsory upon them to, and to migrate to a country where they are able to practice their religion freely. Meaning if you're not, or you're prevented from practicing certain affairs of your religion or the whole of your religion in a land, well, therefore there and then it is compulsory upon a person to migrate and to the land of Al-Islam, <coughs> to a land where they can freely uh, or openly and practice their religion and there is no such any restrictions which prevents them, for example, from Juma or praying or etc. And from the affairs that are compulsory in the religion. فَإِنْ لَمْ يُحَاجِرْ وَهُوَ يَقْدِرْ عَلَى الْحِجْرَةِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَنْتَلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ So if a person does not and he perform hijrah uh, and they are able to do so and it's become compulsory upon them, then Allah Azza wa Jal has revealed regarding these people and in the verse in the Quran, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ ظَالِمِي أَنفُسَهُمْ قَالُوا فِيمَ كُنْتُمْ قَالُوا كُنَّا مُسْتَدْعَفِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا أَلَمْ تَكُنْ, ألم تكن أَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةً فَتُهَاجِرُ فِيهَا فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَأْوَاهُمْ جَهَنَّمُ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا So this is the verse the Sheikh mentions regarding which Allah Azza wa Jal and he reveals this is the verse that was revealed for those and as we mentioned companions who died in the battle of Badr and they were within the ranks of the Mushrikeen but also he said this verse applies for those upon whom Hijrah is compulsory and they do not and they migrate so the verse and it means indeed those whom the angels have taken or take at the time of death whilst they have wronged themselves and what is the wrong here how they wrong themselves that they did not migrate they did not migrate and they did not migrate with the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when the command was given by allah and it was compulsory to migrate they did not migrate so they wronged themselves so they died in a state where they had wronged themselves so the angel said what situation were you in? Where situation and he were you in? They said we were weak and oppressed in the land. So the angels replied, Was it not? Was it not that the earth of Allah was and he wide and spacious that you were able 
to migrate and to another location, meaning where you could uh, practice your religion any better. <coughs> Those the abode is the hellfire, and what an evil destination it is. So here in this verse, it says that the abode is the hellfire, but that does not mean that they died as Muslim as uh, disbelievers because of that. But this is something which is temporary, because as the Sheikh will mention when you continue uh, and read the verse after it together it clarifies okay together and it clarifies the sheikh says now this threat this severe threat was was given to them with the fact and with the fact that they were muslims that they were muslims walakin but Whilst and once they did not leave, uh, they did not perform uh, hijrah, so they did not perform the hijrah with the Prophet for the reasons of loving their wealth, trying to safeguard their wealth that they had, they didn't want to lose their wealth, or their children, they want to leave their children behind, their family behind, they did not leave you know, their property, the land where they were because and they had that love for it, they want to safeguard it, they want to keep it. Okay, so they raised, of course, and they well, raised, they instead and he, uh, loved these affairs and he, regarding the dunya over and he, making hijrah. For the sake of Allah and his subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So they put that first. So they put their love for these things first, and rather than putting the hijrah and the first and foremost as their focus. So they received any this threat. The Sheikh says, so the reason for the revelation of this verse was when the Ghazwa of Badr, the battle of Badr occurred uh, with the Mushrikeen and he who came to fight the Muslims. Amongst them, there were certain Muslims, those who had, had remained behind in Makkah. And they did not migrate with the Prophet wasallam, and he's safeguarding, for the reason of safeguarding their property, the land that they lived in, Okay, their country, their wealth, their children, their family. Whilst they had the ability to perform hijrah, they had the ability to perform hijrah, but they didn't, and because of these reasons. So when the mushrikeen, they went out to Badr okay, to fight the Muslims, they went out with them, okay, without a choice okay they were compelled Sheikh said they were forced the mushrikeen and he forced them they had to go out and he with them because they were living amongst them so therefore they had to do what the mushrikeen said so they had to basically leave 
amongst them. So therefore, they could not fully show Al-Islam. They could not practice Al-Islam. Yeah? <coughs> so but even though it was known, maybe it was known that they had accepted Islam you know, before, but now that they still remained with the mushrikeen for them to protect their, their, their wealth, etc., so now they had to do what the mushrikeen did because the mushrikeen was in control of them was in control of them. So they had to go out and eat with the mushrikeen to fight the Muslims. So the Muslims who were in Medina, they did not know that those Muslims were uh, with them. So when the Muslims knew that they had died, therefore they felt regret. They felt regret and they said that we have killed our brothers. They were killed, our brothers. So Allah revealed this verse to the Prophet وسلم, and it resolved to clarify the situation and to clarify the rulings regarding these effects. So Allah revealed this verse in And those whom the angels took at the point of death. Was they uh, were, had wronged themselves so the angels asked them what situation were you in what, situ what situation were you in so he said the sheikh says that the angels did not question their iman did not question their certainty in al-islam did not question them regarding that but instead they asked them regarding their situation and the place that they are in. And they said that we were weak and we were weak. Okay, we were under control in the land. So we were weak. That's why they claimed they did not perform the hijrah. Ya'ani, the Sheikh says, uh, meaning that they were forced okay, to go out. They were forced to go out with the mushrikeen because they were weak and they were not able any, to prevent this. They were not able to prevent it. They were not able to say no. They were not able to do so. So the angels... And he said to them, Was it not that the land of Allah, the earth of Allah, was spacious and you were able to migrate and within it? So that basically you had another alternative, the Sheikh said, that they had another alternative and he formed the situation that they were in. They had another and the alternative. They could have migrated with their brothers. That if they migrated with the brothers to Al-Madina, then they would have freed themselves from what had occurred. And they would have freed themselves on the situation that they were in in, Mac in Mecca with the Mushrikeen. Yeah, they would have freed themselves from it and they would have been safe. Okay? They would have been safe from that and the occurrence of the Battle of Badr. That state that they were in and in the ranks of the Mushrikeen. So Allah mentions those, for those, their abode is the hellfire. 
And the Sheikh says, Hada wa'id. This is a threat. Masira. What an evil destination. And then the verse that follows. Except those who were truly and weak. Those who were truly and weak. Those who were truly weak and oppressed. Those who were not able to perform and the hijrah. In reality, in truth, they were not able to perform the hijrah. So those are the ones who are excluded from this threat that is mentioned in this verse. So they were excluded. So they stayed in the in the land of, uh, of shirk. And because they did not have the means, they did not have the ability to perform hijrah. So they are excluded. And except those who were, as the verse mentioned, except those who were weak, and oppressed from the men and the women and and the the children that they were not able to devise a plan for them to leave and they are not able to direct their way out they are not able to direct their way to guide themselves and away Allah says Continuing after this verse, Those are the ones <coughs> whom there is hope that Allah will forgive them and pardon them. And Allah is oft forgiving. Okay? And Allah is oft forgiving. So here, there is Continuing that, explaining that uh, exception, those who were excluded, and he from that threat. وَمَنْ يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَاعًا وَمَنْ يَخْرُجْ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ مُهَاجِرًا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ يُدْرِكُهُ الْمَوْتِ فَقَالْ وَقَى أَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ so Allah says and those who migrate in the path of Allah that they will find in the land many dwelling places they will find on the earth and in many dwelling and places and they will find any provision they will find their provision and whosoever leaves the house as an emigrant performing the hijrah to Allah and his messenger then death reaches them then surely their reward has been affirmed and Allah is oft forgiving and most merciful so here, the, uh, Sheikh Salah al-Fawzan, he continues and he says, this is the affair regarding and he, these, these, and the people have been mentioned regarding this verse. And this is an event, and a, a, and a, a situation which is and he, sort of great in its meaning, in its benefit. That those who remained with the mushrikeen 
with their Islam and their truthfulness in accepting Islam and practicing Al-Islam okay, with all that they were not they did not and perform the Hijrah okay, they did not perform the Hijrah without a valid reason they did not perform the Hijrah and without a valid any reason so therefore okay, that threat was for them that threat was mentioned and regarding them. And likewise, as the verse mentioned, the angels, they rebuked them. Okay, when they came to take their souls. When they came and to take their souls. So therefore, the Sheikh says, this indicates that it is not permissible for a Muslim that he is negligent regarding this affair. He's negligent regarding this affair and the of performing, performing hijrah when it is compulsory upon a person. That instead, and a person prefers to stay with the mushrikeen even though he does not really love anything that they are upon in their religion, etc., etc. Even that, but and instead a person loves or wants wealth or and to stay to you know for saving their property their house etc etc or for family and for other than that and regarding and any possession and in the dunya so regarding those Allah says therefore wait wait until Allah and he brings about his decision this is another and he threat this is another CV and a threat from Allah Azza wa Jal. Wallahu la yahdi al-qawm al-fasiqeen. Allah does not guide any a people who are disobedient. So the Sheikh said it is not permissible that a person prefers the love of their wealth, their property and their family and he over the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jal. And he not do not prefer it over hijrah and meaning when it becomes compulsory and not from other than that from the actions that are compulsory so he said the sheikh says a lot of the people they read this verse but they do not reflect in it and they do not learn any from it so he says to so the companions they said ikhwanana our brothers we have killed our brothers because they were sure that they were Muslims. They were sure 100% that they were Muslim upon the religion. Okay? So they did not reach them that they had left Al-Islam or that they, now they were praising the deen of the Mushrikeen. So that is not permissible. I need to praise the religion of the Mushrikeen. It is not permissible. And likewise, any of this you see a lot nowadays. A lot of the Muslim praising. Okay, other religions, other types of practices that are shilk, or even getting involved in it. Okay, even getting involved in it as a way of showing acceptance, etc., etc. This is not permissible. This is not permissible. It is upon a person, I need to hate shirk. I need to hate any shirk and other than that which uh, opposes the religion of Al Islam. 
So the Sheikh continues, he says, the angels, and he did not put into question and ask them regarding their Iman or their belief. Okay? Because if that was the case, therefore, I would indicate to us that those who died in that day, their Iman was put into question and it because they didn't have belief or they went outside into the fold of Al-Islam. But they were known. They were known, and even by the angels, to be, to be Muslims, to be upon the correct aqidah, okay, and the iman was truth. But instead, the angels asked them regarding their situation, okay, their situation, because then it will clarify to them, of course, that the land of Allah was wide and spacious, and they were able to migrate. And they didn't. So therefore, here I need to give the threat any regarding that. The Sheikh brings any a nice uh, any benefit any regarding this, and that is again around any this affair regarding iman, actions, belief, any and actions. As we read the kalam, the speech of Al-Hassan al-Basri, that he said that indeed Iman is not merely by claiming, hoping, knowing something is true, but that which sinks firmly into the hearts and the actions testify and to this. So Shala Fuzan and he mentions here that indeed and if Al-Iman huwa Iman, true Iman, is that which the actions and the deeds testify to. And from it is the Hijrah. And from it is the Hijrah. Because it is from the actions. And in this, there is a refutation against the Murji'ah. And in this, there is a refutation against the Murji'ah. فَلَا يَكْفِي الْإِعْتِقَادِ وَالنُّطْقِ بَلَّا بُدَّ مِنَ الْعَمَلِ So he said in this there is a refutation against the murji'ah. Those who say that belief in the heart is sufficient. Belief in the heart is sufficient. It's sufficient, and they say sufficient without, uh, without actions. Or they say speech. Speech and belief in the heart is sufficient only. Actions are not a requirement of Iman. Meaning actions are, for, are not part of Iman. Okay? Meaning the actions are not part of Iman. So this is the saying of the Murjiyah. But the Sheikh says, and indeed not. Belief is not sufficient. And he accept it's not sufficient. But rather actions as well is part of Iman. Actions is part of Iman. So speech actions and the unbelief that forms and the iman and that is the definition of iman uh, and amongst ahlu sunnati wal jama'ah and that which the evidence is and they point to so the sheikh says the saying of allah azza wa jal and in the verse that we read and he lastly ilayhi yas'adu al-kalimu al-tayyib wal-amal al-salih yarfa'u and to him, meaning to Allah, ascends the goodly word 
and the righteous actions and they raise it so the sheikh says here that and the goodly speech the goodly words it could be anything that is good from the dhikr of Allah Azza wa Jal, from the recitation of the Quran, from a tasbih, saying Subhanallah, from the tahleel, saying La ilaha illallah. All of these are speech that are good. But indeed, in this speech, they ascend to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They ascend to Allah Azza wa Jal. For example, likewise, encouraging the good, and he would speech, forbidding the evil. And with your speech, okay, teaching, beneficial knowledge, a way of speech. The Sheikh says, all of this is from goodly words. And he goodly words. And he says, likewise, and he good speech with the family and relatives. All that is good. Because Allah says, and say good words, kind words to the people. And likewise, Allah says, And say to them both, word, a speech that is kind, words that are kind. So the Sheikh says, this is included, this includes and gathers all type of speech, speech that is any good. So they are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they are raised, Allah Azza wa Jal, and he praises those and he with good speech. Sheikh Abdul Rahman al-Sa'di mentioned and Allah praises and he those with good speech and he with uh, the angels. But the Sheikh says La yas'adu binafsihi that speech does not ascend by themselves. Speech does not ascend by themselves. La buddha min al-amal La buddha min al-amal Deeds is a must. Deeds is a must. Because in this verse, Allah says, Righteous deeds, they raise it. They raise it. Now, some of the scholars have said regarding the tafsir of this verse, meaning that not only uh, good speech that rises to Allah, but likewise actions, good deeds they rise as well along with speech and some of them said that what this verse means is that goodly words and speech do not rise except with actions except with actions goodly speech goodly words they do not ascend except and the actions which accompany them so that's why he says in the verse and the righteous deeds they raise it with it is the goodly words that is mentioned at the beginning of this verse so he's saying la buddha min al-amal actions is a must okay, actions is a must good deeds and it is a must so therefore he against the sheikh says again this is a refutation and he upon the murji'ah so basically, and this event teaches us that actions are important. It's part of Iman. It is not merely sufficient to say 
I see something to be true or I believe in something and then you do not act. You do not act according to it and you do not implement that which it uh, wants to implement. But to make matters worse, as some of the cases of the people who attribute, attribute themselves to Al-Islam, they know what is good and they go and they perform things that are totally opposed to this. Like shirk, worship of graves, etc, etc. Going against the fundamentals and the foundation of Al-Islam. If actions themselves have to be the good deeds have to be there and you cannot leave off uh, you know doing good deeds what about those other actions of shirk which nullifies a person's islam what about those even the more serious so we learn from this event actions is a must and is not merely enough to say i believe I know it is true, but I'm not going to implement. I'm not going to implement. So that belief, okay, seeing something which is true, is not sufficient. As we learn likewise from the event, we got the, the fourth event regarding the uh, story of Abu Talib. He knew Islam was true, but he did not accept it. He did not accept it. And we learn from this event, and from uh, event number five, that actions likewise is a must because there is a threat. There is a threat of the hellfire. There is a threat and for the hellfire. So we will end and we'll conclude with this uh, lesson and today Bihidnillahi Ta'ala wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad.